To be a good man, you have to learn and grow. You have to be bold and stand firm on your convictions. You have to live with honor and integrity. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Hatcher. Hey guys, welcome to the Manlyhood Mancast. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to check out manlyhood.com. We've made some changes. And I am really excited to be able to show them with you. And we've got more awesome stuff coming. Um, This journey of making manlyhood has been something really amazing for me. And it's been birthed out of this idea that uh, we as men are good. There is good in us. And we are good as men. And, you know, we're living in a culture that doesn't want to acknowledge that. And men are often feeling based on what they're hearing, is that to- that their masculinity itself is toxic. Now, I know, I know, don't try to school me or educate me on what the phrase toxic masculinity is meant to mean. In the same way that uh, there are certain things that if I could were to say them about another group of people, whether they be divided by religion or race or gender, if I were to say certain things about them, those things would be perceived a certain way. And I'm going to let you know right now, those words, toxic masculinity, have a deep impact that nobody is acknowledging, and they need to. Uh, boys, as they're becoming men, are feeling like they're unwanted and unneeded. They do not believe that they can, uh, that there's any point in getting a job, so they're staying home, and they're playing video games, and they're not working. And guys, the statistics on this are, are really crazy. The suicide rate, men are, are more than, uh, I think, more than four times more likely to kill themselves. And that's not good. That's not good. That is why I do what I do because I want to affirm and I want to build up men and I want to help them become better men. That is what manlyhood is all about. So with that in mind, I want to talk to you today about some really personal stuff. So I'm going to get real with you. I would use the word vulnerable, but you guys know how I feel about words. (laughs) If you've been listening, you know I'm not a fan of that word. So I'm going to say I'm going to get authentic with you. I'm going to be real with you. And I'm going to tell you about my own struggles and what that's done for me. So don't go away. Check out this message, and I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Manlyhood Mancast. I am so glad that you're listening. We're going to have a serious talk, a very serious talk. And so of all the podcasts that you've heard so far, we've talked about all kinds of things, some things that are uplifting, some things that are encouraging. And I do believe that this message, while it's going to be hard to hear, I believe that it is uplifting and encouraging if you apply it. If you don't, it might just make you feel bad. And I don't care really how you feel because one of the things we talk about is that truth is bigger than and more important than feelings. So if this hurts your feelings, if this stirs up feelings, I'm not sorry. What I want you to do is I want you to think about what the truth is. All right? So I know. Here we go. I've just given you this really big bummer of a disclaimer, but that's okay. Let's get right into it, guys. Are you ready? Here is my message for today. Deal with your crap. Several years ago, I had a sewer problem. And... Uh, I'm not ex- entirely sure why. I think that something had gotten flushed. And I had smaller kids who may not have been that bright when it comes to what you're allowed to put in a toilet. It could have been part of this. I'm not sure. But 
um, something ended up in the toilet down into the to the pipe and it blocked things off and uh, I could smell poop <laughs> this is what happened um I the the sewer had backed up through a vent or a trap I think they call it it's it's underneath my deck and you uh you're supposed to be able to run a snake down there and free it up and let it go. But the problem was, I think this had been happening for a while. I didn't know about it, didn't realize about it. And so the water had flowed out. Uh, the sewer water had flowed out. It had mixed with the mud and it had blown off the cap and it had basically made a muddy mess that was, uh, on top of the pipe. So you couldn't even see where the pipe was. It was just like a giant mud puddle of sewage. And, uh, it, it was a mess. We had to go out, we had to dig a trench so that we could get that sewage to kind of spread out so it could soak down into the ground and get, you know, go away. Um, it was a real mess. I actually, I had to do that. I actually had to call a plumber guy in and he came and he fixed it really fast. And he was like, Hey, uh, you probably could have done that yourself and told me how to do it myself, which was awesome. Save me money if it ever happens again. But here I am outside, uh, completely covered in poop mud. This isn't the first time that I've been covered in poop mud, and it certainly wasn't the last time that I've been covered in poop mud, but this was bad. It was bad. It, it smelled bad, and it was just, uh, rotten. So, we we got that all cleared out, um, you know, let it kind of soak down into the ground and close the trench back up, so now it's gone. Uh, we got the pipe fixed, all that, but after digging that trench and letting that poop go where it needed to go I was completely covered in human feces completely and so you know I hosed myself off outside uh, then I you know I think I think I might even strip down my underwear outside and then went inside took a shower and I showered and I scrubbed and I scrubbed and I scrubbed and then I got out of the shower and I picked up the towel and I went to dry off and I wiped the towel brought it up to dry off my face and when I brought it up to my face I smelled crap <laughs> so all the showering didn't get me clean the crap was still there so I had to hop back in the shower again and scrub everything and I'll be honest it took a long time to get all the crap taken care of <sighs> so it wasn't a whole lot after this and that's why I think it's kind of poignant I went to the f- a funeral of a friend a friend I went to high school with um he, I worked with him later on in life and, uh, he was, he had a lot of pain in his life, a lot of crap. He, he grew up with, uh, a drunk for a dad who didn't care much at all. And when he did care, he was usually beating on him and he had a crappy stepfather later on who just didn't care and who beat on him and he was a bigger guy. And so he endured a lot of bullying and his answer to that was to just pass it along. So growing up, he was, he was a mess. And he chose to numb that pain by drinking and drugging. And he did that his entire life until his liver stopped working. And he spent some time in the hospital. And uh, while he was in, really his whole life, his family would try to help. They would pay his bills. They would uh, go out of their way to, to help him out, to make sure he had what he needed. They would, they would try to help him. They'd say, man, you've got to get off these drugs. You've got to stop. And he would just why are you judging me? And he'd push him away and he didn't want anything to do with him. And then finally at the end, 
he was in the hospital and he's dying. You know, the family had done, I mean, they dumped so much money, so much love, so many tears to try to help this guy. And, uh, he was in the hospital dying because his liver was, was shot. And he kind of, a straw broke the camel's back and he pushed them all away. Um, his hurt, his addiction was crap and he didn't deal with it and it killed him. I sat there at this funeral and I watched as the family got up and they spoke boldly and they said, you know, we loved him. We still love him, but he pushed us away. And they told us not to make that mistake. And they chose to forgive him and to say goodbye. And it was a powerful moment for them. They dealt with their crap. Because that's what that could have been. This could have been crap for them for the rest of their life, but they dealt with it. And I'm sure they still grieve and I'm sure they still hurt. That happens. But they dealt with their crap. He didn't. Guys, in my own life, listen, you know, I mean, I had, a, I had a great family that loved me, but you know what? There was crap. There was crap. Not necessarily from my parents, but I mean, I think even the best parents sometimes give you a little bit of crap. But I had crap. Um, let's get into it. Let's get vulnerable, right? Let's get real. When I was in kindergarten, uh, I was at the bus stop, and these boys that were teenagers were lighting matches and then putting them out on my neck, laughing about it. And uh, apparently I'd already had crap <laughs> because I didn't think that I could tell my parents about it. I didn't think it was their business. I thought it was my problem to solve. And so I just left it alone. Somebody told them, and my mom, of course, and dad, of course, went to the principal at the school and they talked to them about it and they made sure that those boys would get in trouble. They moved my bus stop, put those boys on another bus, didn't have any more trouble with them. But, um, you know, that affected things for me. You know, they say you, you teach people how to treat you. And honestly, for my entire school career up until about ninth grade, I taught people how to bully me because I didn't believe that I was any good. And I think it had a lot to do with that incident and a few others. And so I went through a lot of crap growing up. And um, I'm going to say sixth, seventh, eighth grade, all I did was fight to defend myself, to make sure that people didn't bother me to to protect myself sometimes and sometimes just to shut people up I fought and you know what I still didn't deal with the crap <laughs> and um I buried it for a long time and so flash forward I, and I buried it behind this very jovial personality I I'm pretty resilient I didn't let things get me down I didn't let it bother me but guess what it did bother me and uh I'm going to say for my entire adult life, I treated it with anything that I could. I mean, there's certain things that I can't do because I just won't. And I didn't cross those lines, but I don't think that made a big difference. Um, because I treated it with, with porn early on. I treated it with food for the majority of uh, the 20-some years I've been an adult. And it was only fairly recently that... Um, I started to realize how much that crap that I had never dealt with was affecting the way I think now. Um, I actually did a, uh, I was struggling with my weight and I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I mean, I've, I've been overweight for a long time 
and I'm struggling with it, and I, I would gain it, I'd lose it, I'd gain it, I'd lose it, I'd lose more, I'd feel really good, and then I would go right back to my old habits, and I'd gain it again. So a couple years ago, I did what they call a Whole30 cleanse, which I highly recommend, guys. Um, it's basically a super strict paleo diet, no artificial sweeteners, no grains, no dairy for 30 days. And uh, that was really hard for me. You know, you can have black coffee. I didn't like black coffee. So for that 30 days, listen, the first week sucked so bad. The second week sucked so bad. The third week started to bring some crazy things. I started to have crazy energy. I started to see things very clearly. And then the fourth week sucked. <laughs> but then the end of the 30 days came, uh, you know, and I moved on. And uh, But if I look back, those first two weeks, uh, especially the second week, like I was so deprived that I started to actually have like flashbacks and those memories of being bullied and burnt, all those things that happened to me when I was a kid started coming back to my memory. And so here I am now, I am completely uh, free and clear of all of these chemicals and sugar and all this crap that I was putting in my life to make myself feel better. And I can see clearly why I didn't feel good. Because I was committed to sticking this 30 days out, and I felt bad. And I realized that usually what I do is when I feel bad, I throw a candy bar in it, or I throw a soda or a piece of pizza in it. And then that hole is plugged up just long enough for me to not even notice it was there. So, when I finished the whole 30, it took me a little time to get uh, to a better place, guys. I actually uh, I had a lot to work through. And I started working through it. I talked to some people about some of those things, about those deep, dark pains and shames that I was feeling and facing and uh, worked through it. I dealt with my crap. And I would do this crazy thing where I would identify what the crap was. I would identify what lie I believed. And then I would tell myself the truth. I I would write it down on a little post-it note sticking next to my computer. Uh, I'd be driving in the car and I would just say over and over again, you're not worthless. You have value. And yes, I'm sure it sounds schmarmy and really crazy. I also did a lot, and this is honestly where I think a lot of it came from too, is I did a lot of praying. I asked God to show me those things that were in me that were broken, and I think he did. And I think he helped me heal through them. So fast forward, um, took me a while to work through that, and then I finally now have the self-control that I never had before to treat and understand that my food was an addiction and it is no longer has that power over me which is amazing. And so far I've lost 85 pounds, 85 pounds. And uh, I'm on track to lose a hundred, uh, in a year, which I don't mean a year from now. I mean, over the course of a year, I'll have lost a hundred pounds. So guys, listen, that's just weight loss. Okay. That's my weight loss and what it has to do. But I want you to understand that all of us have destructive behaviors that we turn to because they numb the pain of the crap that we didn't deal with. And sometimes it may come out with your grumpiness or your attitude or your inability to believe the truth or your inability to believe in yourself or whatever. Um, So I think we have to really dig in deep, guys, and deal with our crap. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not an easy process. It's a painful process. Um, You know, if crap, let's say, you know, your crap is stuck in your body and doesn't come out, you know, it's going to make you sick and it's going to kill you. My my grandma used to say... uh, you know, the most important part of your body is the butthole. And if that stops working, you're going to die. <laughs> so, um, 
You know, there's some truth to that. If, if, if you leave it in, it's going to make you sick and it's going to kill you. So let it out. Deal with it. Clean it up. If you take a shower and you get out and you dry off and you still smell crap, get back in the shower and don't stop until you can function and you can move forward. Because I do believe, guys, that if you leave that crap in your life, just like my friend whose family had uh, been abandoned by him, your crap can kill you. Don't let it. You guys matter. You matter a lot. You matter a lot to me. You matter a lot to other people. And you might not even see it right now because the crap might be blinding you, but there are people that look up to you. There are people that look at you and say, man, I wish I could be him. There are people that say, I don't want to be him, but man, I sure do love him and I care about him and I want better for him. You matter. So don't get distracted by the crap. Don't believe the crap. Don't eat the crap. Don't touch the crap. Don't live in the crap. Deal with your crap. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to be a better man, check out our website, manlyhood.com, for blogs, videos, and more from our Manlyhood team. And you can also join our private Facebook group, Manlyhood Man Cave, where you can meet up with a band of brothers who will challenge you and help you on your journey of manhood. This episode is produced by Hatcher Media for manlyhood.com. Our manly theme music is from Austin Sterling and also from Mark Cruz. Be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening to the show. Tune in again for more of the Manly Good Mancast.